This is KP. And this is Kai. And, and this, this is You Had Me at Fraud. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the speaker, commenter, expert, or host. They do not explicitly or necessarily reflect nor represent the podcaster's policies or views held by this podcast. The podcast or its channels cannot be held accountable for all or any views expressed on this podcast. And as always, listeners' discretion is advised. So you and the person we talking about. Yes. Nuts. The N- both two you. nuts. What's those? <laughs> you admitted it. What's those? What? Oh, no, those raisins. Never mind. You know what? Say you belong Rudolph, right along with this dead one. Dead to raisins. I, I was about to say dead to nuts. When I said like when I was a baby. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Like you that. did not look like those ra- those dancing raisins. Kyle, that's wrong. What is the truth? <laughs> well, no, you did not. Those raisins did not. I looked like I you belonged. look like a cute baby. You didn't look like no, I was cute. Those shriveled up raisins. Out. No, <laughs> you did have out. a lot of hair though. Always gonna be I'll a given. The pictures. Always gonna be a given. But you did not look like a shriveled up raisin at all. I hate those pictures. No. <laughs> I want to see though. You did not look like those triple the raisins. I had on a white dress and I had on a white and red dress. And I said, Who is that? Mommy said, That's you. I said, In my head. Said, <laughs> That's oh, what you God. get. Instant karma. <laughs> Instant karma. <laughs> well, y'all, first, before we get into this story, we want to mention oh, yeah. a few things. So some reviews because we don't know how long people listen at the end because I know when it, sometimes when it's at the end of the podcast I don't be listening at the very tip don't end. don't give people ideas that's why I'm doing it in the beginning <laughs> because we found some review I just discovered how to find some reviews on some of these platforms and I'm gonna read some of them mm-hmm. and then we're gonna announce something big. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Am I smacking? Yes, you did like three okay. times. Okay, so we're gonna. And, after I read Oh, you had a little bit of drink? The little, I, I had one glass. We're going to mention something big that we were a part of. Yeah. So, on Apple Music, we happen to have some reviews that we missed. I just discovered, and I'm so sorry for that. So, we're going to see what those are about. So, we have... A five-star review by Highcom. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. <laughs> we It says, interesting and original, not just music or politics, enjoying so far. And it has the sunglasses emoji. It's like a cool. Thank you, best friend. Thank you, best friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then we have another review for somebody. Um, I don't. I can't really say the na- pronounce the name, but it's Where is it at? O-P- O-P-E-B-Z. Or is it it's O-P-E-B-Z. O-P-E-B-Z? Yeah. 
So it says perfection, truly fun and facts and banter. Thank you very, very much. Yes. We appreciate it. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. Yes, because we I know we've been asking for feedback in and then we finally figured out. We well, finally she, figured out. Yes. Then she sent like, me the information on how to do it, and I yes. think I was. It was like what twelve in the morning or something yeah. like that, and I was like. <sighs> but I gave you the information, so hopefully you kept it, and you're gonna did, use just don't it. Don't text me as much. You gonna use it? Use it. Okay. Cause don't ask me again, Kim. You ain't never give See, me. See, we the, not gonna do this on here. You ain't never give me the we password. We not gonna do this on we here. Is. We is. Maybe this will hold. Be <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't like smacking. But you made fun. <laughs> so, on Apple, we got a 4.6 out of 5, which is really high. We don't have any one or two stars. But we we doing pretty good. And, um, yeah. Thank y'all so much for that. We appreciate We belong to you forever. Get out of my face. You're getting too close. I can't turn around. No. Get you, now your hand in my face. Look. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we appreciate those reviews. As soon as I find the rest, I will read them. I'm struggling. Look, we figure it out. <laughs> look, I got help because I look, I'm worse than you. Because even though we've almost been in this for almost a year, coming up yeah. in April. But watch me find some more. Um, watch me find some reviews, and then I try to send it to you. Not know, not remember how to go. Right, <laughs> right. So Ooh. thank y'all for that. Sorry, we're late. Cause those were in January and February. Oh. So I feel so bad for missing those, but I just figured out how to get into the account. And I'm sorry, cause I check stuff religiously, like daily, and. Don't you smack. I, I, I thought just, you were about to do it. I just, I finally found out how to get into it, well, what which about is good. The article? Now, <laughs> for the good part. <laughs> it's all the good part. So, your girls was mentioned in an article by AFS Retail Guide. Now, mm-hmm. if y'all don't know what AFS Retail Guide is, that's a publication and they specialize in you know financials and um like fraud uh prevention and stuff like that and they highlight you know different people per month and we was on, and yeah. we was on the march 2023 we line of podcasts to listen to it was us yes so they actually included our candace clark episode saying you want to read it, sis? You want to read the review they wrote? Lord, you know my eyes is on our po- about our podcast. Is it up here? It's right there. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the lovely speakers behind this podcast. What you doing? You covered the speaker. Oh, that, that hurt my nail. You want to start over? I'm sorry. It's still- I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this lovely speakers, to the lovely speakers behind this podcast. And in places hilariously witty. This episode draws upon Chicago-based serial scammer Candace Clark. (laughs) 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 With multiple convictions dating to 2008 to 2020. 
Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Through <laughs> deception and impersonating high-profile employees in secure rental properties, only to later withdraw interest. Yes. Now so it they, took a while for me to read that. Yes, that did. That's, it's late that, at night. That was like a second grade level reading right there. But it has some personality to it. But and it's always going I, to. I would have done better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did good, sis. Leave me low. <laughs> I ain't smacked, though. So, yeah, that actually, I, that, that whole day, I was just overwhelmed with, like, joy because... I'm just so happy we're getting like feedback from our, you know, from listeners. Yeah. Like we actually know like people are actually listening to us and they're actually care enough to though you wanna start it over though, I'ma read it this time. <laughs> <laughs> but um Yeah, so we appreciate y'all so much. Thank you so much, AFS Retail Guide, for mentioning us and on your sites and what's crazy was we were among some like really yeah, high profile like, podcasts i said what so, i said it's us yes i was so <laughs> <laughs> we made it we made it oh that whole day i was like we famous <laughs> i will call it. i was like we famous kyra we famous <laughs> But we wasn't as famous as the case we're going to do today. The case we have today, we got Linda Taylor. Now, if you're really triggered Linda? by... I you said Linda. Uh, I just want to give you a warning that if you're really triggered by um, neglecting a, a emotional abuse or uh, racial subjects... Oh, you know, I'm going to get fired up. Uh, racial subjects. I would not uh, suggest you listen to this. And Ooh, if you, you do want forward. to, or you can fast forward. Yeah, you can fast forward it. And um, But it is throughout. So, yeah. So, this episode mentions the, uh, which this case I never heard of before. I'm surprised I never heard Because, you know, I love me a good I love like biopics and I love stuff about actual real people and their life stories. And I never heard of her before, not even in the history books. Like, and I never knew about it. Who put her in those history books? Especially not back then. Well, she was connected to somebody very important. So I I thought I would have come across, and it was hard researching this because I had to. It wasn't much videos and it wasn't any documentaries. I had to solely pick through and read different articles. So, yeah. So, but y'all are going to learn a history lesson today along with us because this was a doozy. No, I mean, not a doozy. What's the opposite of a doozy? It was a lot to research. It's still a doozy. <laughs> no, a doozy is when something's quick and fast. Like, that was a doozy. Quick and fast. This was not a doozy at all. Okay, here's Linda Taylor. 
So Linda was born Martha Louise White, January of 1926, in a small town on the banks of the Mississippi River called Goldust. Tennessee. What you laughing at? That's all you said, Mississippi River. <laughs> the river. What you always say, river? Down by the river. <laughs> Down by the riverside. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so she grew up with her mother, Lydia Mooney White, who was a white woman from Coleman County, Alabama. This town was considered a strictly white town in North Alabama, an area where white separatism was the main policy. This means white people were prohibited to interact, date, and or marry African Americans. You okay? Okay. So it was very segregated. In fact, it was so segregated that in 1930s, a black newspaper wrote that Black motorists will buy all the gas that car could hold in order to not have to stop in Coleman County, uh, Alabama, for you, any purpose. You know what that reminds me of? Even though that's a whole different year. What? That reminds me of when Mom used to tell me about the stories about how it would be like a whole bunch of them that would like travel down to Virginia yeah. for the summer. And they'd make sure they had everything they need and they had to travel in groups because, you know. They wasn't allowed. It was it was dangerous back then. They wasn't allowed. Right, to. like sundown towns and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I was Could scared. you imagine? I would have been terrified. I was like, I'm staying in the house. That's crazy. I'm like, do we gotta go down the grass? That's scary. I'm I like, can't... do we gotta go visit family? Can we just stay? I mean, it was segregation up here too. But right, that's like, just, can we just stay right here. Where it had to be so very scary to like travel. I like, wouldn't want to take my kids nowhere. Me I'd be either. So scared. That, that's just terrifying. I couldn't even think about it. So Lydia, Linda's mother, was only 14 when she got married and left the house at 17. But that was only due to the fact that she got a divorce after her husband found out she was having an affair. Hold up now. So Linda. Linda is the. Linda's mom. Yes, Lydia. So but Lydia. Yeah. Had an affair. Got pregnant. Yes. And when had, she was 17. Yes. And most likely, it wasn't by the husband. Yes. Right. Pulling it out early in age. <laughs> but you know what? But they got married that early back then. 17 young. was like you, normal. You, you young, you just like, you know. Didn't you get married it? at 17? This, and did I stay married? <laughs> I don't count that. That lasted a year. <laughs> it still, look, it still happened. I said, my I sister God. Me and you so must good. never part the color purple reference <laughs> <laughs> okay so so this kind of explains the stuff between her having Martha aka Linda which the story is about because I know that could be confusing because Linda and Lydia kind of sound Linda, Lydia and Laura right <laughs> <laughs> so due to the times there were no marks of Martha aka Lydia's arrival in 1926 and there was no documentation of the father and rumors in the family later revealed that the father was a black man no one would speak of this though because during the time Lydia could get a felony due to Alabama law prohibiting interracial relationships of any kind so Linda grew up being shunned from her mother's family due to her identity and this is the part that i feel like is, oh, this is sad to me i'm like fuck all y'all oh am i allowed to say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck all y'all <laughs> bitches 
and this is sad because you know you are a child you can't help what you were born right. as like racism makes no sense but we just gonna keep it going so Linda grew up being shunned and it was said that Linda's uncle wouldn't even allow her to step one foot into his home mm. Linda would even have to sit in the car alone during family gatherings and none of her relatives spoke to her and she didn't speak to any of them Linda will also be deprived of an education to where her sisters, one sister being, uh, her name was Mary Jane, said she never saw Linda in school and she never went to any school she went to. That's like with Big Grandma. Big Grandma told me that her brother passed for white, so he got yeah. to go to school and go off to college. Yeah. Whole time, Big Grandma, which is a Big Grandma, was a great grandmother. Yeah. And she lived to be 102 years old. But she would tell me she would go to school on and off, but she only went to school up until, I don't even think she was seven yet. I think she started working when she was seven years old when yeah. she moved up to Maryland from Virginia. That's crazy. I'll be, now, I'll we want to do a little, do we want to do a little uh, I don't think lesson. Little, that's just like on, on, on about my granddad. Yeah. Like, Big Grandma started living on her own when she was seven. My granddad, my dad's side, found out, I mean, we, I found out he started living on his own when he was 10. I'm like, what's going on back then? I wouldn't have survived. Because they had the work. You know, you know, babies were working. Well, Big Grandma's, Big Grandma's mom passed away at childbirth. Then... So that happened. So then her and her grandmother passed away when she was seven. So she ain't have nobody else. Mm -hmm. And then on my dad's side, he was adopted. I guess when he was 10, they left him to survive on his own, I guess. That's crazy. Crazy times. And it's getting to be even more crazy times right now. But um, I just want to take this time to it's say that this is sad. And I just want to say that, you know, when people have to realize when we say um, we want reparations, people have to realize we were held back from so much during these times. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the what? What, 50s? Girl, late 50s. Late 50s where we were actually able to actually have a education. And even then, we were given like old books and, and not the full mommy, curriculum. Mommy went to school when there was segregation. Mm-hmm. And that was in the 50s. That's crazy. That's, that's, I couldn't even imagine having to do something like that now. Girl, don't look at like up in the sky like that. You look like about to cry, about to make it, me cry. It is sad. It's supposed to be <laughs> witty and fun. But yeah, so... For the listeners, like when we ask for reparations, this is the type of stuff where because we were held back so long, our people had to endure so much mm -hmm. during this time. And we didn't even really get to do most things. Like like she said, her sister was able to go to school and Linda was held back and she was half and half. And even on the census, she was marked as white. So people didn't even know, but she still... Was it, she was still shunned by her family mm -hmm. just because they knew. Held back by her whole family. Yeah. That's like with, uh, yeah. 
and just like laws were in place to keep them from doing anything. We weren't even allowed to read for years. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, that trickles down, you know, not even just physically, but emotionally too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So in the great month of October, Happened in October, so there's a lot of Libras, and we we just the best. <laughs> <laughs> in October 1926, Lydia married Joseph Jackson Miller, and Linda became their daughter, at least legally. And they would later go on to mark Lydia as being white on the census. Now, with that, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But it would have been an advantage for like her. Survival, yeah. So, in the 1940s, Linda became a young adult. A young adult. And did what young adults... Somebody's like, <laughs> she was a young adult. And did what most African Americans did at the time, which was move out of the South for a better life. Linda landed. Linda landed. Linda landed. Say that five times. Linda landed. Linda landed. Linda landed. Linda landed. I don't know SpongeBob. Linda landed. Don't make that face again. <laughs> you gotta make the face we make that sound. Do it again. Linda landed. The lid. <laughs> so Linda landed in the Bay Area during World War Two. Yeah. Ooh. And even through California, sorry, even though California had been dissipated, depicted, depi- oh, goodness gracious. You got it. Depicted <laughs> as a place full of opportunities and prejudice, but, well, prejudice, but I thought, hmm, what would you have thought? The West or the North? That's conf- I don't know. Well, I know the Midwest and the South. California was said to be like one of the most. It was better than New York. Yeah. Okay. 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 This wasn't Linda's reality. Yeah, I didn't think so. Linda would find herself in a rat-infested. <laughs> oh Lord, she might as well went to New York. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> rat-infested apartment in Oakland. In her first crimes, crimes, crimes. Would include her being arrested multiple times. <laughs> Ooh, seeps. Which for turning tricks? For turning tricks. That's prostitution. No turning tricks is the what the pimp do. No turning tricks is the god is buying the sex. That's yeah. a, he's a trick. Right, but she wasn't doing that. She was prostituting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Linda would hide her racial identity, poss- possible trauma response. Yeah, so I'll put that there. So basically, do you think that was? Like I wonder a, if she was told. She was just like, I wonder if she was just told she was white because she wasn't told. I she think was, she knew she wasn't because the way she was treated by her family. She knew she wasn't, and I think she probably just did that because she probably equated that with being treated better. I mean, it's the truth, though. Yeah. She would have been treated better. She, I mean, I don't know how it was with women's rights back then at this time. But if she was going to get a, well, obviously she didn't get a job. Job. 
Where you gotta pay taxes. (laughs) We gotta pay taxes and get a raise. I don't know. And um get a raise. You don't think you get a raise of that type of job. That's why I say you don't. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like if she had really got (laughs) if she had went and like got a job where you gotta pay taxes and all that other stuff or file for taxes and all that stuff, like she probably would have got a higher pay than somebody saying that she was white rather than black yeah yeah I and don't to wanna... me she looks it was two pictures where she looked she looked like she could have passed for white but then it was one i was like mm, absolutely not she's black i would have been like that's a black woman but she the other two biracial i mean it wasn't black and white yeah but like just the facial features it yeah. one like the ones when she was younger she to me, she could have passed for white. Yeah. And the one where she was like a little bit older, she looked like African American woman. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So yeah. I was just kind of like, I was just kind of like, maybe she would have passed for. Um. <laughs> I know where I'm at. Oh, I thought she was asking. No, I said maybe she could have passed oh, for white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Linda ended up marrying. Um. Ooh. A man of German descent. How'd they meet? In the back alley. But <laughs> <laughs> she did this only six months before she came, before it became a, a legal to date outside of your own race. Now, bold. the thing she is, <laughs> but the thing is, if, you're, if the census is saying you're white, how yeah. is that? Because it, it's not like she could get in trouble for it. She could be like, oh, no, I'm white. Look at this. The census says I'm white. So, you'll see. They're li- was I supposed to say they're lying. <laughs> Their marriage license identified her as Hawaiian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who did that's just like on my birth certificate? What lady said, Was your dad born in China? I said, I said, No. I'm like, What's going on? They had it all messed up. This allowed her to account for her skin color. And still be within the legal rights to marry. Maybe I should use that and to my cra- But that's my crazy, advantage. though. So, if you were a Hawaiian, you were still able to marry. And you were black, you weren't. Like, that's, that's you're not, still you're not, into... You're not black, though. That's wild. Your, your skin color is not of as Hawaii. melanated. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> but, um... Ooh, that's... <laughs> So, the marriage did not last, of course, no. before she eventually moved to Chicago. Oh, she went to Chi-Town, y'all. She lived in a predominantly white neighborhood in Lincoln Park area. Here she would claim the identity as the daughter of a black Oh, she up here making up stories. Gambling kingpin. And that she was the rightful... Hold up. And that she was she was the rightful heir of their uh, fortune. To their fortune. She wasn't good at... She wasn't good at it. You I got it. Hold you up. Said. I got to sit up. Ugh, I told you that. Ugh, I bring it closer to me. I bring it all closer to me. Oh Lord! Whew, you know my eyes. She would. That was a kingpin daddy. 
she wasn't good at it. And it was Sue found out in the documents that she had claimed that she had claimed the documents she had claiming her heirship was forged. So with that, why would you want to say that your parent is a gambler or kingpin she gambler? She wanted to claim the fortune. What fortune? Because I'm assuming, because they didn't really elaborate on but I'm assuming he must have passed away. And oh, she found out who he she was? She must have just found out who he was and came to town like, oh, I'm one of his kids. One of them. I'm, I'm a rightful heir to his fortune, too. Let's like, get the hell out of here. It's like, <laughs> oh, where'd I go? Where'd you at? Here I go. You need help? <laughs> yeah. I did what you did. Okay. Don't put it right here. And painfully, her white family member even came from all over to appear in court to call her a liar. <laughs> Isn't that a mess? So <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. Isn't that a hot mess? Like you don't even claim me. You don't want nothing to do with me. You won't even let me in your house. But you gonna come all the way from Alabama, Tennessee, all all the way. To Chicago to tell people in court that you're a liar. You know why though? They want her to get no money. So in court, her family said they were motivated by telling the truth. But still lied to hide her identity claiming Linda's father was a Portuguese. Portuguese in love. A Portuguese was Portuguese and Linda's mother Lydia even lied. Not to be Linda's mother. What the fuck? Saying that she was left at her doorstep <laughs> as a three that's not funny. As a three month old baby. Ultimately it's funny just that lies outrageous. Uh, the judge in the ruling claimed Linda had no rights to Kingpin's money. What do you think about that? I think I would have wanted his money but that's just me like I didn't know him don't even really know if I that's my real really dad was gonna... but if I mean a scammable me, scam if her family didn't intervene I feel like she would have probably got it you think it was really her daddy no <laughs> cause she just coming to Chicago she just claiming it oh my God. to get money I'm it's... sure I don't think but I think it was a scam, and I think ultimately it would work if her, her family didn't come all over. Because it said her uncle, it said her family came from Texas, from Alabama, from Tennessee, all to this court hearing once they found out. Like, you, you leave me alone. I'm leaving y'all alone. Y'all didn't want to claim me or help me out, and y'all treated how me like even, shit. How did they even know about it? Because it was probably in the publications. Because if he was like a real big kingpin, I'm sure info about him was everywhere and on top of that like you think her dad was portuguese i don't know i think he well the family said he was black but then they telling them it they but you have they have to say that because if she said he was what was they gonna do they said 
realize this. If they, she said her father was a black kingpin, that would get the mother in trouble. Because uh, remember, the mother lied and said she was white on a census. Oh, see. And yeah, so I think they came from all over to defend themselves. Like, no, she's not that because you know they had already getting in trouble. That I think that's what that is. I wasn't thinking about that. That's real trifling though. So at this time, Linda says she was done with white people because she said all they have done was abandon and abuse her. Linda left Lincoln Park and moved to the south side of Chicago. I thought I was going to say she moved to the south. No, she moved to the south side of Chicago, an area that was at the time all black. Linda went on to victimize and terrorize everyone that came across. she came across for the next 15 to 20 years. Well, that's a miserable life to live. I wonder if she did that because of like... The stuff that was done to her. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. I can't stand people like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, just because you went through some shit, yeah, that's traumatic, and I, we feel for you, don't put that on other people. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, it is. So, on one instance, Linda lied about a string of robberies to which she had a theft of $10,000 in valuables. So, in August of 1974, Linda had lied that someone had taken $14,000 of fur, jewelry, and cash from her residence. These instances were said to be a lie after investigation. Um, when she was in the investigation room, they asked her if she needed a cup of water, right? Mm-hmm. So they used the DNA from that cup of water to tie her to a previous time where she had claimed that... Uh, Hold up, what year is this? They were yeah. doing DNA back then? Yeah, so... This was 1974. So they tied this to a previous time where she had said the same thing happened. Like she was, uh, somebody had stolen her items. So the what little did she know, the same investigator that she, that she got for the first time was for the second one too. He said, and he said wait, this you. person sounds familiar. And he realized, but... Linda had been dressing up in two different identities for both of them. But she had some wigs. She had a bunch of wigs. Ooh, she sound like me. Girl, get it. <laughs> <laughs> and her motive was said to be insurance money. So if you report something stolen, of course, and then you have it insured, was she, I don't even. Look, I said, did she, in my head, I said, when you said she had. Maybe she did try stolen. to set it up to be I insured said, and she... the items really didn't even exist. When you said that she was stealing, I mean, not stealing, saying that she claimed that all the stuff was stolen mm-hmm. from her place, I said in my head, did she have renters insurance? Children. <laughs> right. I don't know if they had that back then, but they had a DNA thing. Mm-hmm. Shots me. Soon investigators found out that Linda had been receiving multiple welfare checks under multiple names. And also found out that she had at least seven husbands. At the same time? She went by seven different... She went by a lot of names. So she was probably married under all those names. Oh, she had been divorced. Divorced and married, divorced and married, divorced and married seven times. I don't see nothing wrong with that. But... uh, (laughs) Do what you do. But... I have a question. Like, I would have thought something wrong if I had to get married seven times. I mean, as I'm long sorry. as you, as long as you, if you want to, if you want to do that, if if I it mean, don't work, but if if you if you leaving them because they died, like 
Now you might be killing me. So <laughs> that's the problem. But I have a question. So what? Her collecting all these welfare checks. I know it's probably a stupid question. Was she? Did she have a job? Did she have a job? No. <laughs> you looked at me with disgust. Like, how dare you ask that question? Out of all my research, <laughs> I have never seen not one thing that says she actually had a job. Not one thing. I couldn't live that life. It was all scams and schemes. The way I'm living that life is I'm living in a mansion. He's paying all the bills. And all I gotta do is wake up and go shopping. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> We can all dream, right? Brunches and mimosas. (laughs) So, uh, investigators weeks later saw an article by the Chicago Tribune that stated Linda received Illinois welfare checks and food stamps, but was driving three cars, new cars, including a new Cadillac, a Lincoln, and a Chevy station wagon. Damn, how many uh, checks was she... (laughs) And it also claimed that she had owned up to four Southside buildings. Buildings? And was soon about to leave for a vacation to Hawaii. To where she said she was... All using welfare funds. Yeah. Damn, so who was missing out on that? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Because what if the person or that family really needed that shit? Right. I'm going to find you. Somebody was going without food. Somebody was going without something. So she was found to have had three social security cards, 27 names, 31 addresses. That's too much to keep up and with. And 25 phone numbers mm-hmm. and over 30 different wigs for each identity she claimed. Well, let me, let me, while you, while you read on. Now, I want to show you me, some wigs me, real quick. Let me think about how, how many wigs I got. There was Tisha, Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> So look at some of these wigs. This was that's a nice wig for back in the day. I think this is the one where she claimed to be Filipino. I wonder what race she claimed to be for this. One. <laughs> she could have passed to be white right there. <laughs> what is that? That's not a wig. <laughs> claimed to be a. What is that? That's she her. look rough right here. What is that? That's not a wig. That ain't no wig. That. That's she what she was doing. Yeah. black right there. I don't know what that was. That was something I sent you yesterday. I sent <laughs> you to me. And, um, there's another got... one where it had, um, so yeah, she had different wigs. I think it's about, a... I got 14 wigs, I think. 14? About a good 14. No. About a good two of them I had to give to the girls because it was like playing in with it. No, it was just not of good quality because of the dye. Oh, so I let them have them, and then when I, when I get tired of seeing like the hair or the wig thrown away mm-hmm. around, around the place, I'm like, or okay, are you out here away. scheming and scamming trying to be different identities? Robbing and stealing, stealing and robbing. Okay, that's enough. That's what Taylor Kim <laughs> does on his. <laughs> Okay, so Linda was also under the radar after being involved in two different suspicious deaths. The first was in 1975 when her friend Patricia Parks got sick and Linda moved into her house to quote-unquote care for her. Parks ended up dying of a barbiturate overdose. 
Taylor was her executor and got possession of her home. I think a lot of people back then did that stuff. You ever like just listen to like some of those true crimes and it's like that one lady that had like a um elderly home. Yeah, oh but my she god, was really that was killing him and taking that She shit. was actually on the worst roommate ever. Yes, and on she Netflix. Killed, she killed her friend too. What did she kill her friend? I think we might be talking about two different people. I'm talking about the one that she would bury him in her in a the front yard. Or was it the backyard? She would have them. It would, have but these were disabled people and like people yeah, down on their luck. It's disabled people and it was elderly. Yeah. But she also um, poisoned her friend and took over the house. That house too. I was like, what the hell? <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Okay. Yes. When they came to try to pick her up, she was at that house. Yes. I remember that. Okay. They was doing a lot of sketchy shit back then. Yeah, that's Look. so crazy. That's giving me this type of vibe. Mm-hmm. So, after that one, after that death, she was under investigation for the crime. Oh, for that one, she was under investigation for it, but she was ultimately not charged because I guess they didn't have enough evidence. They didn't have the DNA for that? Crazy. But they had the DNA. I know. Well, she told the story last I time. I feel like... This lady should have been behind bars, but yeah, especially by now. So did they? I don't think they was really doing nobody's investigations. Where's where was the investigation? All these checks, somebody is truly missing missing out. I know, truly missing out. Like a lot of people, you got buildings, you got cars, you got a place. You killed a friend to get a place. Mm-hmm. Somebody, a lot of people are truly missing out on paying their bills, keeping a roof over their head, because mm-hmm. you over here stealing and robbing and don't want to work. Mm. Scamming. Taylor. <laughs> so later, later in 1980s, Linda's husband was shot and killed, mm-hmm. and she claimed why. it was her father, but it was not. After the death, she collected the life insurance money on policies that were taken out only not too long before his death. Suspicious. She is a nut. This is suspicious. My father this was a is suspicious. My father killed them. My father, her family come back up from Texas. No, he didn't because we don't know where Right. They come real quick. <laughs> oh my God. So if, as y'all can guess, she was, that was not her. Uh, that was, No. And she, but she didn't get charged for that one either. So a few years later, an old woman named Mildred Markham. Oh, that name Mildred. Mildred. That Linda claimed was her mother and sometimes her grandmother also died under suspicious circumstances. Sure, you're killing people. Mm-hmm. And Linda collected the life insurance that was taken out not too long before she died. So I felt like she was killing them for their insurance money. That's what it sounds like. There was a butt at y'all. This is crazy. So y'all thought that was it? No. There was a bunch of instances where she was investigated for kidnapping children that did not belong to her. At one point, she had a total of 15 kids at one time. Oh my God. She was investigated in 1967 for it and was arrested but never prosecuted. She got how she get <laughs> what was going on? They wasn't 
This was this all in I Chicago? That, I don't think they cared. Was this all in Chicago? This was in Chicago. It was in the nineteen sixties. You know that Chicago really don't have a good rep for the air. Mm-mm. I guess it's still don't. still don't. You didn't hear me say that though. In 1964, a woman posed as. Okay, so this one, it was allegedly perceived to be Linda, but they don't know for a fact. But in 1964, a woman posed as a nurse and was involved in the kidnapping of the infamous case of Paul. You know how to say that? I can't see it. Frostnick? Frost? Franzak? Yeah, we're just going to say that. And the baby was It's a... funny that I could read all the foreign stuff, but the English stuff, I'm like, We don't even know that's how, even how it's said. Don't do me like that. I'm just saying. And the baby... Franz... Zach. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the baby was abducted from the hospital. He was later, he was never seen again until the resurface in 2014 after he took a DNA test, finding out that his parents were his real parents. And it was heavily suspected that Linda was the kidnapper. Mm. And this was like a big case. It was in newspapers and everything. Crazy. What's y'all here taking babies for? Selling them. Like, it's crazy. That's what they were doing back then, girls. Crazy. Well, in August, August 1974, Linda married at 21 year old Sailor. How how old was she at this time? They didn't really tell you ages, but at 19, she was born in 1926, so. You do the math. I don't have my phone. <laughs> Let me do the math. Hold on. 1926, 1974. 1974 minus. What well, she was born 1926? Mm-hmm. Girl, she was 48. Oh, that's what I said. Something ain't right. Something ain't putting. She was 48 years old, marrying a 21 year old sailor. She said, Get the benefits, baby. So he was a 20 year old sailor by the name of Lamar Jones. Lamar had met her in a dentist's office. She should have went for the dentist, but whatever. <laughs> Where she had went to get her teeth cleaned at Chicago's Great Lakes Naval. Oh. What? You missed that Navy wife life? Nope. <laughs> Naval Center. Lamar claimed. She was strikingly beautiful. She probably had on one of her good wigs that day and had the smoothest skin he had ever seen in his god darn life. You scared me there a little bit. Good. Keep on your toes. (laughs) (laughs) He said he met her on that Monday and by Saturday they were married. Mm, Red flag. (laughs) When they met she was going by the name Linda Slovia. That wasn't her Linda name. Slovia. She gave him one thousand as wow. a one thousand dollars as a as a wedding gift, and he had a picking of new flashy cars to drive. Yeah, you know I was talking to this man. It was a it was an old man and an old lady. It was a couple, and he was just giving me you know knowledge on life. Yeah. He said back then you could get a brand new car 
for like $500? No, he said... I think he said about 8000 All paid off. Wow. Brand new. He said now it's like 40 now something at, thousand. Yeah, mine was 30. It's crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But he thought he was the luckiest man alive until she was arrested. He was like the fuck is going on here? The mo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Navy man. And you out here in these streets getting arrested? For crime? Mm-mm-mm. He thought she was... Oh, sorry. Lamar paid to get her out of jail and left her ass right in there. <laughs> but she fled the state. Oh, my God. So don't that mean that he got to go into jail? Is I that, think... Or he has to pay the full bail. Or whatever. If somebody flees, if you pay somebody's bail and they flee, uh-huh. you have to pay the remainder of that bail. Yourself? Yes, because you're responsible for that person. What? I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Don't ever bear anybody else. I don't know nothing about none of that. <laughs> so as soon as he found out she had left with his color TV, oh, she was crackheaded. You know, crazy. You know that was a big thing. She said, I need, my color color TV. TV. "I need my color TV, baby." She said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Lamar. But Lamar. Had, but Lamar had his suspicions prior to this when she showed him a degree that said Linda Taylor from the University of Haiti. Ma'am. Now, remember she was going by the name Linda Slovia. That looks Russian. Slovia. That don't look French. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so when he saw Linda Taylor, he was probably like, what? And it's from the University of Haiti. Where did she get that from? They they doing Russian degrees. They <laughs> Haiti. degrees. I'm going to always bring up them Floridian nursing degrees that was fake. Yeah, we're going to cover that crime as <laughs> soon as we get more detail. Right. <laughs> uh, so the degree didn't have her current name, Linda Shlovia. He found out that Linda had five different addresses and received letters in different names. He she was, was like, who the fuck did I marry? That's why you don't marry somebody in a week. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Where was your parents at? I would have been like, don't do it. I'm going to disown you if you do. <laughs> she was wor- She was worried. At No, he was worried after Linda told him he was her eighth husband. Why would you tell somebody that? He probably, he <laughs> probably would have found out anyway. They all probably married her that fast, too. I wonder. I wonder. He said she also had a sister named Constance who looked more like her adult daughter. He said Linda's skin was so smooth and pale, sometimes even white. But one night he found out <laughs> Linda had, oh my God, <laughs> my soul crept out my body. He found out Linda had a thousand wrinkles when he woke <laughs> up before dawn one day. So, bitch, you was getting up every day, put applying whatever you was applying to make yourself look. Get, what? What is that? Because I'm gonna need that when I get older. Right. After he con- kept the glimpse, he said, "Bitch, get the fuck out." So he didn't say that. <laughs> Taylor locked herself in the bedroom. I'm sorry, in the bathroom for an hour, probably, probably applying all that shit on her face. When she came out, she looked like a 
a whole new person. Because at this time, what, she was A 40. thousand wrinkles. How you got to... She must have smoked a million thousand... She must have smoked a million thousand cigarettes. Uh, to be 40... she been through. Look, to to 40 be 40, years of, 48 and have all those wrinkles on your face. He said a thousand wrinkles. And you wrinkles. was growing... Look, you was growing up when they had good food. <laughs> Pure food. Big grandma ain't have no damn great wrinkles on her face. Now, some bags under her eyes, maybe. But a wrinkle <laughs> at 102 years old? No. <laughs> What is going? I would have been terrified. I would have been like, "Who is this?" I want to say something so bad, but I keep it to myself. Their marriage, <laughs> their marriage, only lasted sadly, but for three weeks before she fled. <laughs> Lamar agreed to the authorities to get wiretapped and testify against her. One of the wiretaps traced Linda in Arizona. Ooh, Arizona was hot when I went down there. Uh, wish where wish had fled to. where she had fled to. She had been going by the name Constance Green. Oh, her sister Constance Green. Oh no, that was never her sister. <laughs> I know. I'm just because she said it was. <laughs> she was caught in. Oh, and the Tribune stated started started labeling her as the. Oh, that's when they started labeling her yes. as. Uh, mm, I can't talk. Your welfare queen. So y'all and know I wanna, how. Oh, so go, oh, you're probably saying the you same know how thing. people say like welfare queen and stuff like that, and, and it's always pertaining re- to us, the black people. We not even all. It's not me, but whatever. This <laughs> came from her. Yeah. So this is where they first started using that term. Like, oh, she a welfare queen. She was racking it up, buying buildings and cars and houses and stealing color TVs. Right. Right. So. I People wish... saw this and they automatically assume every like black woman was On abusing welfare. the welfare. Yeah. I do have a question though. Serious question. What? You know how she had all those mug shots? Does she have any of them with no makeup on? Because I need to see it and we need to post it if there is one. I feel like the the one I showed you, that young one, that one didn't have no makeup. No, and I'm I talking feel about like that last one. I'm where talking she about had that... the thousand wrinkles. That's what oh, I want to see. Right. I want to see the ten thousand wrinkles. Ten thousand villages. villages. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So even though she had a rack of charges. Charges. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they had no so hard false. proof. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, where are the people? I'm thinking like I'm how are the people doing that didn't get their checks? The only hard evidence was the canceled checks and the Medicaid. Oh! That's a real mess. The Medicaid ID cards under multiple names in which they charged her with $8,000 in fraud. You know, it was way more than that. Her case became high profile due to the blistering media. Bustling. Sorry. The blistering. <laughs> Girl, I was just trying to go. Sorry. I'm done with you today. The bustering. The bust said it again. The bustering. The bust, bust, bustling. Bustling. Media. media at the time. And soon got the attention of Ronald Reagan, who used her as an example of the welfare abuse of how much it was a problem. He used it this as a major talking point because he was due for re-election the publicity claimed without he publicly claimed sorry that was moving 
I'm done with you. It was moving. I didn't know where it was. He publicly claimed without saying her name that she had stolen 100000 in welfare benefits. She had 127 names. Oh, she was, okay. Names. And 14 children and 50 addresses, which were over-exaggerated. Yeah. Because he, so he, but she, but the children weren't hers. No. So he basically inflated the numbers to make it look good on his part to make it seem like, oh yeah, she was really, really, uh, doing it. Which in reality, of course, not only did she do stuff worse than this, she only did 40,000 in welfare. In welfare. That's a lot theft, though. When he said it was a hundred thousand. But still, that's so. So a lot of people got a problem with that well yeah had a problem with him you know that part well he ended up losing to gerald gerald but the thing is look at all that forty thousand. yeah that is a lot you know people out on the streets and their children as well i wonder if she kidnapped some of those kids from them she probably did she probably did she did something she seemed ruthless she seemed like she had too much going on. It's a lot going on. Okay, so many were puzzled because Reagan didn't need to inflate the numbers because Linda had done worse. For example, she had posed as a Michigan heart surgeon named Dr. Connie Walker. And according to others, Linda had told them she practiced voodoo and had traveled to Jamaica while being released from jail. She sound like... <laughs> An insane person. Yes. First of all, thankfully she didn't attempt to do any surgeries no. on anybody. Secondly, hopefully she didn't attempt to do no voodoo on nobody. Because somebody going to come for you. You don't mess with the spirits. You don't mess with no nothing. Her life was a big uh, curse. So, <laughs> well, sadly. Sadly, I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for the children and the people that wasn't getting their checks. I just feel sorry for everybody in this story because it just seems so sad. Look at what her family created. It's crazy. Because a part of you think, like, if she would have been like accepted and loved and stuff, she probably wouldn't have ended up like that. I don't think she would have. But on the other end, you're like, okay, what is enough enough? No. On the other end, you're like, okay, she moved basically due to race issues. Would it still be cause for her to move still? Like, if she was loved, even with her being the race she was, would she still move because of the race? You know what I'm saying? I would have moved because... Because yeah, obviously her yeah, family fa- stayed. Yeah, my, my family loves me, but... The you still have not, to hide your... The South is not built for me because right. of who and what I look like. Right. So I feel like she had to do all these things because she didn't have no schooling. So she didn't have nothing. She she had what she knew and what she knew was neglect. She knew pain. She didn't know. She didn't have even an education, which is sad. Well, many people... I don't want to make an excuse I mean, for her because many people, people. You're right, but she could have dealt with her stuff in a different ways too. But it's it's just, it's just a very unfortunate 
And I'm not trying to make excuses for her, but it's just crazy. So, after she lied since she practiced voodoo and traveled to Jamaica after she was replaced with Adele, in September of 1975, her son-in-law and daughter, which they never mentioned in none of the articles that she had kids, but I'm guessing she had kids. Was it really hers? I think these were her real kids. Okay. Because... And I tried looking everywhere. It was very hard trying to find information. Like, when I tell you I looked at over 30-plus articles to piece together every part, I did the best I could. There were no really... There weren't really much videos, on on even on YouTube or documentaries. Uh, there was a book, but I didn't really have time to be... A damn it. book. It was a book. Somebody wrote a book after her Audible? life. It might be on Audible. <laughs> and I actually do want to go back and get it and read it because she seemed like she had a really interesting life. And, I, and it's still so much that I, we're not even covering in this in, in its entirety. This is just the majority of it. So, yeah. So. Mm. Don't, don't, don't smack. I'm not going to smack. <laughs> He's about to. <laughs> so, in September of 1975, her son-in-law and daughter had been arrested for getting aid meant for families with dependent children. So, she must have taught her. Uh, yeah. So, lending out on bond was up to her normal charades. And once again, contacted the authorities after claiming someone barged into her apartment stealing $17,000 in jewels. Mind you, she didn't know the same officer would show Again? up. Yes. She's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Stupid. Yeah, so he found out that actually, this time, she was not a victim. She actually, He actually found out that she had stolen $800 worth of items. And she had also stolen a TV, first an electric can opener that had been missing from somebody else's. So, police also found two young children living in her house in squalor conditions. I would have, um, she would have been arrested right on, in, like, no On the spot, yes. Kidnapping children. Okay, so one of the children was a seven-year-old white boy, and the other one was a five-year-old black boy, to which both were taken into protective custody. They found a bunch of evidence in the apartment, which included two lottery tickets, a telephone bill addressed to someone named Sherman F. Ray, a receipt for a safety deposit box in the name of Linda C. Jones, a mortgage receipt for J.M.P. Parks, a birth certificate for children named Willie and Hosey, which makes me think, were those two kids named Willie and Hosey? They found a corner death receipt for Frank Brown, and that's only to name a few. I actually am going to post pictures and everything, y'all, to our Instagram at you have me at fraud. So if y'all wanna uh go on Instagram and see all the pictures relating to this case, because it's just a lot of stuff. It's a whole list of stuff they found in her apartment, and it was too much to write down Ooh, and type down. So I um, only said a few, but it was a bunch of stuff they found in this apartment. So for most of the 70s, Linda used, she used a a highly celebrated black attorney by the name of R. Eugene Pitchum. 
who had managed to delay multiple proceedings and even winning continuances. He will often present his clients as a victim claiming that they were victims and were victims of cold-hearted prosecutors. But even though she was portrayed as a victim, she would show up to court in flashy rings, bracelets, and clothing. I forgot to put bracelets in there, so I had to set it. <laughs> this will give reporters the perfect action shot for examples of the quote-unquote welfare queen. So when she would leave the office, they were like, this is a perfect shot. They say she's a welfare queen. Here she is with these flashy furs. Like, I, like the one with the hat and the fur she had on mm-hmm. in that picture. I posted it on Instagram, so some of y'all might have already saw it. That was her leaving the court case. <laughs> she was not making herself look innocent at all. <laughs> I would have showed up in rags and say I couldn't even afford a suit. <laughs> <laughs> So her trail began in March of 1977, two years after the false burglary reports. The officer testified in her case. I saw her trial. I said trail. And I actually wrote trail too. <laughs> when I was writing this, this was like three o'clock at night yet last night. So the officer testified in her case as well as at least two of her ex-husbands. It took the jury seven hours to find Taylor guilty. About time. But... She- Unfortunately, she was only sentenced to six years for theft and one year for perjury. Nothing for kidnapping? No. Taylor was said to have always remained poker-faced in court, but when they read her fate, she was crying. They said her behavior was said to be bizarre and brazen. While awaiting her sentence, she was a revoked bond after they found out that the address she had provided to her probation officer was a vacant lot. (laughs) (laughs) She claimed the person that they were looking for, this is what she said, quote unquote, the person that y'all was looking for was Linda Taylor and that, and that I was not Linda Taylor. So who was you waiting for at the front door? (laughs) <laughs> not me they was looking for Linda Taylor she said but she was not Linda Taylor They look. I wonder if she was like mentally ill oh yeah well she was let out briefly on bond while waiting her appeal according to Cook County she applied for welfare claiming she needed it for medical purposes when she was preparing to stay in trial for the for what am I at? You right there. Oh, for the nineteen seventy six death of the electric <laughs> can opener. It, yeah, so remember that t- earlier when she told the, the officer went in her house and found out she was not the victim when he she called and he found a electric can opener, furs and jewelry. So the eight hundred dollars. So I guess electric candles back there was like a big. Thing. It must have been a big thing. In the seventies, maybe in the seventies. I mean, it's a big thing now. That was I don't ten, have to that twist was, my hand. What was that nine years before I was born? Nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Salmon. Salmon. Her team pleaded insanity. Well, I think she should have. It had two psychiatrists examine her, claiming she was psychotic and unable to understand the nature of the proceedings. Their petition for the for the exam was denied, 
1978, she served a sentence at the Dwight Correctional Center where she worked cleaning her fellow inmates' cottages. 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 They had cottages. They had I wonder if that's just what they called it, cottages. Go get your cottage. So, that made it sound so fancy when really it was just a nasty, cold... Go get your cottage cheese. Ew! <laughs> God, I hate that word. Cottage. Stop! <laughs> that sounds... Cottage. <laughs> 19- Why is it called cottage? Make me yeah. ill. <laughs> In 1979, cottage cheeses. You over there scratching? I can't. In 1979, she had a minor violation for selling weed, like for selling state-owned, <laughs> for selling state-owned materials to make cushions and sell them. Ooh, what she was selling cushions for? The final biz was hard. Why that's illegal? Not like, I mean, she was selling their stuff. Oh shit! I thought she, she was using their. Mat- there's stuff to sell oh, cushions. Oh, I see. I, look, I probably would have. I would probably would have done the same thing. Like, well, I'm not doing nothing wrong. <laughs> I really thought I wasn't doing nothing wrong. Taylor was released in April of 1980 on parole. Finished in, in 1981. Yeah. Taylor rejoined her husband, Sherman. That's the same Sherman that she that caught her a thousand wrinkles. Ooh, she must have had something good. Cause actually, no, she, that wasn't. That was one of her husbands. That wasn't the that was Sherman was one of them. But he was one of them. Um, shortly, huh? Sherman <laughs> Taylor rejoined her husband Sherman, but he was later shot. Oh my gosh! By by Wiltshire Lloyd, in what was later ruled an accident. Taylor later went to marry Look. Yes, <sighs> she's still out here. Scamming. Taylor went out here and married the man that shot, that shot her husband in March of 1986 under the name of Linda Lynch. Who the fuck Linda is that? Linda Lynch. That sounds like a realtor. <laughs> Linda Lynch realty. After he died in 1992, she collected his life insurance claiming she, she was his... Oh my God. She claimed that she was this man's granddaughter rather than his wife. Probably because she didn't want to get caught again or something like that because she could, was collecting a lot of insurance policies. So Taylor died in April of... I don't even know how she lived this long. Don't do all this stuff. But <laughs> she died in April of 2002 from a heart attack, from all the stress she caused on everybody. Yeah, she her, was like 86. Her remains were cremated. They were because fried. nobody wanted to pay for the funeral. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> they didn't say that. <laughs> she added that part in there. <sighs> but yes, this is a crazy story, right? She was a terrible she person. She did so much. And this wasn't even all of it. This wasn't even all. I couldn't even... This was more than a We would be sitting here. This is just... As a... Maybe later I can find out I feel like I covered all the major stuff. Maybe we can find out later on, maybe do a part two. But, or y'all can go and read the book. Uh, it's called The Queen. I think it's called The Welfare Queen. Let me look it up. Yeah, but yeah, to let let us know what you think. And follow us on all platforms. 
leave us reviews we are so grateful for the reviews and everything <laughs> and my sisters had to run to the bathroom um but yeah thank you so much for the reviews we love more reviews more feedback and uh follow us on twitter instagram and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we will see y'all next week goodbye